Welcome to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. This show is your one-stop shop for all things health, fitness, and nutrition, and is brought to you by the team at Pulse Fitness. You can learn more about how the team at Pulse Fitness is helping people live stronger, longer lives by going to pulse.fitness slash podcast. But for now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, welcome back to the Healthy Living Scottsdale Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Zach. I'm here with Coach Zach and sweet as candy, Coach Brandy. Hi. What's going on today, guys? Not much. Not much. I'm fired up to talk about some nutrition today. Yes. We're talking about uh, fueling your fitness um, because that's a catchy title, but we're just talking <laughs> about fueling your body for life and for working out. Um, but before we do that, I want to give a little shout out to one of our members here it's been a couple of episodes i think since we've done like a client shout out so little shout out to miss christina walker um she's been a member now for about eight weeks so fairly new and a unique thing about christina is we're really working on her nutrition and she texts me her food log and macro breakdown every single morning from the previous day which is solid, solid accountability, right? So she texts it to me. I pull it up real quick, look, and I'm like, Hey, your protein's a little low. And she's like, ah, and then, (laughs) and then she fixes it. Right. And so, and, and she's seeing really great results. So, um, and she went on a trip and took all of her food managed like the alcohol intake. She did awesome. So that's, that's that's a huge testament. I wish every single person would, would do that. Um, but she's dedicated and bought in and that's why she's our client of the week, little highlight. So great job. Yes. If you, if you see her around the gym, you know, definitely like give her a shout out because she's working hard for sure. So, all right. Um, moving on to fueling your fitness. So, um, you know, food is fuel just to, to put it as like simplistically as you can. Um, when it comes to nutrition, we tend to overcomplicate everything. And if you really just start with that framework that the, I need, my body needs this nutrients for whatever it is that I'm doing, these activities, my day to day, um, then you look at food differently mm-hmm. and, and you go, okay, so here's, here's what's happening in my life. Here's what's happening with my body. And here's what I need to eat in order to provide the, the proper nutrients for that mm-hmm. and fuel for that. So, I mean, okay. Podcast over episode. Over. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's really it. Right. right. So, I mean, Brandy, you're, you're the, the nutrition expert here. <laughs> So what is, how do you look at the nutrition piece and go, okay, I'm going to fuel my body. Like what are what things are you taking into account? And I want to hear your perspective too, because you're vegetarian. So it's probably going to look different than Zach and very different, very different than Zach and myself who are like, I just need to eat a steak, (laughs) you know, to fuel, fuel this workout. So what's your take on it? Yeah. So what I eat, I'm sure is very different from what the two of you eat. But I think if you look at it in terms of like, um, types of food that I'm consuming, um, it's similar in terms of like proteins, fats, um, carbs. 
So I, it really um, was a huge change for me when I started thinking about food as fuel, as you know, as um, opposed to just you know, I'm what I'm consuming is, is food and how it tastes. Um, it made a huge difference um, in thinking of it as fuel and what I need in order to power through my workouts. Um, eating enough calories to be able to get me through not only my day, but to be to get me through um, and give me enough power to get through a good workout, um, so that I could see some some results. So really looking at um, you know I really kind of break it down into the different macronutrients, so the proteins, carbs, fats, ensuring that I'm balanced in that approach and trying to eat enough protein, um, so looking at 30 to 35% protein, um, and then looking at 40% carbs, healthy carbs, um, you know, a lot of um, vegetables and fruit, and then healthy fats as well, because, um, you know, those are all really important, all provide energy that we need, not only to sustain our bodily functions, but to power us through our workouts and to see the results that we're working so hard in the gym to, uh, to try and see. Is there ever a point in your like day-to-day -day life that you look at food in a negative connotation? No, N no, not really. I mean, you don't eat meat. So it's right. like, that's you right. know, kind of a, kind of a given with your diet, but is there ever, a, a, do you ever look at food and go like, Oh, I really shouldn't eat that. Or is the mindset more of like, no, I, these are the, you focus on the good things. Like right. this is the thing that I need to eat or the things that I need to eat in the combination and amounts in order to properly fuel my body. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So the second that you described, that's how I, I think I view um, nutrition. You know, I wouldn't say I'm perfect every single day. Um, there are days where, Hey, you know, I'm craving something that I wouldn't normally eat, but I don't beat myself up for, you know, having something that, you know, like a piece of dark chocolate or whatever, if I'm craving that, because I know, um, you know, that I'm mostly fueling my body in a healthy way and something like that isn't going to put me over and, you know, into like this negative deficit. So I try not to focus on um, looking at food as good foods or bad foods, just kind of really just focusing on that balance, a trying to achieve a healthy balance. I know for a lot of probably listeners out there, they they look at that as something that's that's unrealistic to look at food just as like subjectively and not necessarily think about it as being being like bad or the enemy mm -hmm. right and so for for the listeners i want you to just pause and think about like how freeing that would be in your life if you didn't look at food as like the enemy and instead you looked at it from like, Hey, my body needs this nutrients. Mm -hmm. So how do I, how do I give it what it needs? And when you look at food as fuel, that's the approach that you're taking. That's the mindset that you're, you're taking. And so, yeah, you can enjoy yourself. Like you're, you're going, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not going to beat myself up. Like maybe I want to have something that's, that's sweet or a treat, but the majority of the time you're looking at it of, what here's what I need to accomplish and here's the the fuel that I need right right um, Zach we know like macronutrients right proteins fats carbs can you just like simplistically lay out for our listeners the like what each one of those is going to do and why 
people need a combination of those in order to properly fuel themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think this is should be a pretty simple thing, but I think a lot of times it gets totally misconstrued because there's a lot of, like carbohydrates, for example, are oftenly very like vilified amongst fit the fitness world, and people think you shouldn't have them and things like that. But like carbohydrates, for example, I would argue are like one A or one B, the most important of the macronutrients that you need, because that's your primary source of energy. That's your primary source of like stored energy as far as like what you need if you're exercising or whatever it may be. Um, different people function differently. Like I know, like I function more on like a higher amount of like carbs like throughout the day. So like Brandy's, for example, if she said, I think you said like 40% or so, like I don't necessarily calculate it all the time, but like mine is easily like 50, 55%. Mm -hmm. So like the regular, amount is like 45 to 60, I believe is the per recommended percentage, but you need carbohydrates for your immediate source of energy. Throughout my day, I'll notice it. Like if I happen to like, I'm like really feeling like whatever, like drained or kind of like low on energy. And I really realize like, oh, I like, I did not actually like between hour to hour while I'm working, I may have like whatever forgotten or got too caught up and didn't eat or whatever. And as soon as I go and like eat a little bit, even if it's just a small amount, but like obviously the food I bring is like good food. that's gonna help me. It does like, it's not like, oh, I have to go eat. It's like, I need to eat because then it completely changes everything. It gives you your fuel and energy. And like, I'm like infinitely in a better like headspace and a better mood just because of what I ate. And, and you could probably push through it and be perfectly fine, yeah. but then you'll crash later. Mm -hmm. Right, I, mean, I just feel worse throughout the entire day yeah. in general until I do eat. So it's certainly not, I, I like, lean into it like it's something i need to do and like look forward to doing more so than anything else um getting back to the original question of protein protein is obviously extremely well most people are well versed in protein we need protein for muscle synthesis protein synthesis building muscle anything that we're doing throughout the day it's not stored energy for the most part it's our last resort if we had to rely on that that would be bad but in general we need it for building muscle maintaining muscle bone strength, stuff like that. All the heavy duty, like strength stuff where you need protein, especially if you're lifting weights regularly, some sort of re regular resistance training, we need a substantial amount of protein in our regular diet. Your goal for the most part, unless we're on some kind of weird fad diet, I don't know much about, but in general, I would strive to eat protein, some significant amount of protein within every single meal that you have. Um, fats, fats are also run along the same lines as carbs as far as people thinking we need no fat. We absolutely need fat in your body. The, I think people, especially in the fitness world, have gotten very obsessed with their body fat percentage being like, oh, as low as we can get. But we, for an everyday person, like you need a significant, okay, by significant, I mean like we, most people probably don't function very well in single digit body fat percentage unless just for the most part, if we're generalizing, uh, we need it for insulation like you to keep your for body heat and things like that we need it helps just for energy it's our second form of energy storage not as large of a form of energy storage as carbohydrates but we still need that especially if you're exercising a significant duration or significant amount throughout the week after we deplete all of our carbohydrates and stored glycogen we go through into our fats and things like that so i think that's another one people tend to get really worried about as far as if they're consuming too much fat um i personally no, I get enough fat simply through like most of my protein sources. So like through fish, eggs, things like mm -hmm. that, that are whole mm -hmm. protein sources, a whole animal protein sources. I, for the most part, you end up getting that without having to worry. I'm not stressed about worrying about fat stores. Getting enough fat in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I mean, my fat fat's important for 
your hormone yeah. production um, and for your nervous system <clears throat> um, and at the cellular level. But, but one thing that is, I guess, kind of important to realize is that fat is a bigger bang for your buck in terms of like the amount that you eat. And so what we'll see is, is when people start tracking their food, they'll be like, man, my fats are so high. Their fat intake is really, really high. Um, and that's, that's because like a little amount of fat goes a really long way. And so I like to, I like to look at like, or take nuts as the example, you know, nuts come in shells. If you like go to a tree and you pull a nut off of a tree, it's in a shell and it's not necessarily like the easiest thing in the world to, to crack and eat. So that nut needs to provide a decent amount of energy just in and of itself. Mm -hmm. You go to Costco and you buy a like big one in, or two quart container of nuts that are unshelled. You can sit there and eat the <laughs> whole entire thing right. yep. without, I mean, you, you'll end up having like three or four handfuls of nuts and you just took in 125 grams of fat. And it's like, that's probably that's probably too much. So anyway, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> you, but I just it, it re reminded me of that. So yeah, I mean fat fat isn't the the bad guy. And I know years ago we kind of we've kind of gone through these like cycles of you know fat is really bad. Don't eat fat. Fat will make you fat. And then kind of keto or more of like a paleo style diet. Um, came came online and and people were like okay carbs are the enemy don't eat carbs and it's really it's not about the food again being the enemy right it's about having the right balance and the right quality of food to provide your body with the right amount of fuel mm -hmm. and fat that's on your body is known as stored energy right mm -hmm. so if i'm overfueling my body then i'm going to get fat because I'm providing my body with an abundance. My body's going to take that, store it and save it for, for later. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and so proper fueling doesn't just mean, you know, we don't have to think of it in like, like, okay, I'm going to lose, lose a bunch of weight. One of my favorite TV shows is alone, right on the history channel. It's a survival show and people go into the show intentionally, intentionally like 60 pounds heavier <laughs> because they know like once they're a weekend and they're living off yeah. of like whatever they can hunt right. and, and forage for, they're going to lose a pound a day. And so it's like, well, they're fuel, they fueled their body before they went for the task yeah. at hand. Um, a lot the, I guess most people aren't going to be going on alone and starving. So it doesn't necessarily make sense to overfuel your body so that you can, you can gain a bunch of weight. Yeah. So, yeah. um, one thing that I want to mention here too, is we talked about the macronutrients, the proteins, the carbs, the fats, micronutrients are also really important when it comes to, um, proper fuel and overall like human performance. Mm -hmm. Right. And so micronutrients are just vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so all of those, which if you, if you are, are taking in a good, healthy diet of food, you probably don't need to supplement. Right. However, based off of our farming, farming practices, and then just common sense of what we see every day with people and their diets, 
a lot of people need supplements, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. need some additional help because they're not getting the vitamins and minerals that they, they need in their diet. Um, and the vitamins and minerals really help with at the cellular level, but I mean, breaking down your food and converting it to energy. Mm-hmm. Um, calcium is really important for that. And one thing that, that we see a lot with women in menopause is that they lose bone density right. and then they increase body fat. Um, which both of those things are really, really kind of rely heavily on calcium intake. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you know, if you don't have a dairy source, um, or meat source calcium, it's like, okay, you need to supplement with that. Right. Right. So looking at, looking at those things, phosphorus, magnesium, also really important when it comes to, um, like your, your metabolic health and bone health. So, um, just wanted to, just wanted to mention that Do you guys have anything to, to add on, like micronutrients. I would say iron too. Iron's oh, another yeah. one that people yeah. tend to be deficient in, especially yeah. if we are also like tend to not eat too much protein sources or there's a yeah. number of other reasons as well, but that's usually another main one, mm-hmm. at least that people tend to need. Yeah, iron, um, B12 is another one as well. Um, so those are all things that I, because I choose to eat vegan, are supplements that I take. Um, I think if there is someone that um, has dietary restrictions or food allergies and they can't eat a certain type of food, it is helpful to have blood work done to see like are, if you are deficient in a certain vitamin, then there are supplements that you can take and you know to meet that need in your body. Um, uh, the omega-3s are really important too if, you, if that's something that you're not getting through your natural whole foods diet. Yeah. And another important one. You're probably, I mean, I would say that the majority of people out there, um, are, are probably safe and do a little bit better if they take a multivitamin, um, just based off of what we know about everybody's diet and, you know, again, farming practices and the nutrients kind of lack of nutrients and, and just mainstream food. So, um, I would, I would say everybody's got to make their own decision on that, but they're probably wouldn't be any harm, I would right. imagine, in, in taking a multivitamin just to supplement and get make sure you're getting the recommended daily mm-hmm. allowance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what what kind of walk me through, because there's, y- you know, we have like intermittent fasting, right? Which we've done, we've done um, episodes on, we call it time-restricted eating. There's, there's keto, there's paleo, there's all these different kind of philosophies or diets or trends when it comes to fueling your body. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and the way the challenges that I see with any type of plan like that really comes down to like the fuel, the fueling process. So for instance, with a, with a intermittent fasting style plan, somebody's limiting the amount of time that they have to eat food. And one thing that we see really commonly is like people don't get enough protein in or they don't eat enough vegetables and that's strung out through through a whole entire day. And so if you can't get the amount of protein and vegetables you need in a whole entire day, what do you think the chances are of you getting that those nutrients in a shorter, smaller window? Right. And so I'm, I'm all for intermittent fasting. That's what I do. That's what works best for me. Um, but I also, when I'm eating, I'm eating a lot, right. To make sure I'm giving my body the fuel and the right combination of proteins, fats, and carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But majority of people out there have absolutely no idea about what what they are even consuming in the first place. Right. right? Um, we were talking before this episode. I met with I met with a lady yesterday. Um, and sitting in a consultation, she goes, my diet's really not that bad. I don't understand why I'm overweight, which is very common. The majority of people tell me that their diet is not that bad. This woman was 53% body fat, 53%, which means that she has more body fat than she has lean body mass. And she's telling me that her body's not, or her diet is not that bad. And so, so again, with all these different trends, it's like if somebody doesn't even know and can't identify good choices versus or unhealthy choices versus healthy choices, what chance do they have at going into ketosis or doing intermittent fasting or Atkins or whatever it is and giving their body the fuel that it needs? Mm -hmm. Extremely low, (laughs) (laughs) especially because like like I feel like in order to do those well, you do have to have a good understanding of how to properly eat to begin with. Well, I feel like a lot of people that go into those like specialty fad like diets are people who are just like looking for like a solution because they are struggling with how they eat. So if we already are struggling with how you eat, you probably aren't super well informed about like the correct ways to eat, the correct right. foods to eat, the amounts that you need. And then you go into some you know, like intermittent fasting where like you have a limited window to eat, which means it is more important what you eat because that's your window. Then you got to wait for a long period of time. So if you already aren't really don't have all the necessary like information that you need to know, what are the chances in that couple hour window that the amount of food that you eat is going to be correct? It's probably just going to be how much food I can eat <laughs> in that limited window rather than how much of the best type of food I can eat like right. during that window. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're, we've kind of bounced around with, we've touched on a lot of different topics. Um, and, and really I think like what it all comes down to is, is going back to the beginning of the episode is like recognize that your body requires fuel to function the same way that your car requires gasoline. Um, or diesel. Richie used to say, you don't, (laughs) you don't put diesel in a Ferrari, you know? Um, but, but everything goes back to, to that. And so if you put, if you put garbage in, then your engine's not going to function, right? It's not going to run very well or very efficient, efficiently or clean. And so just think about it that way. One of the practices that, that we do first thing when somebody's doing nutrition coaching is to give them, give them a meal plan, but then say, okay, for breakfast, here's what you're going to eat and then document one to two hours later, how they feel. Mm -hmm. And so, and then have their snack and then one to two hours later, how do they feel? So before every before their next meal, they're documenting how they felt from the previous one. And by doing that, we can identify whether what they ate was the proper fuel for them or not the proper Mm -hmm. fuel. And so since we're kind of bouncing all around here, I would say that's a really good practice for anybody out there that's listening saying, okay, well, how do I know? Right. Right. Is to, is to just start journaling, not necessarily just what you eat because every app out there is like, yeah, document what you eat, but what are you going to do with that information? Right. right. Keep track of how you feel 
And once you start to know, okay, my energy levels are a little low. Oh, I crashed in the afternoon or I was, I was bloated afterward. Then we can go back and we can say, okay, like what I had was not the proper fuel for what my body required. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great suggestion. Um, and back to your, um, comment that you made earlier about, you know, looking at um, ensuring that we have a proper amount of fat and you were talking about nuts and eating nuts. Um, If you are thinking about fuel or food as fuel for your body and you're thinking, okay, I need a snack or I'm thinking about um, what I'm having for lunch. And if you come to that with a perspective of food as fuel, Um, it might help you with those decisions to make. Like what, you know, if I'm looking at a bag of uh, Doritos versus, um, you know, half a cup of of nuts, what is going to fuel my body um, in the proper way to give me the nutrients that I need to sustain me for the day? You know, if you think of it in that way, it might help you, you know, make that decision. Okay, I'm gonna choose a half a cup of nuts over the bag of Doritos because that's going to fuel my body in a more efficient way. Requires a lot more, a lot less willpower yeah. when you look at it that way. Yeah. Right. Is is like it, it, it's less temptation, I would say, yeah. because then if you start looking at the Doritos as like, well, that provides nothing for right. me. It kind of takes the power away from it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it seems it seems almost silly that somebody would allow their taste buds to control like their energy output Mm -hmm. so when you yeah i like that when you start thinking about it that way it's like it it does remove a lot of the power that those junk foods have right those less nutritious foods yeah right so i don't know you got anything else i would just say like along those lines i feel like most people like they like i i choose like eat like for a purpose and like with a purpose like there's a reason like it's to get me to some certain like end result right so like when i when i first like changed like how i ate because i was still like working all the time but then i was like just eating what like i wanted to eat because it whatever looked good it seemed appetizing whatever it was and like eventually i was like like what like what am i doing here because like you're you're on both sides of the fence right like we're exercising and doing all these things to be healthier but then like we just you're like at the whim of however you happen to feel. So it's like, if I want to get to wherever I want to go, like the food has to take you there because the lifting is great. But if you don't actually fuel your body, your lifting will suffer as well. So like, it does mean you, you're going to have to sacrifice some like momentary like pleasures, right? Cause most people choose food because it might taste good or whatever, but it's all like transient for the most part because it comes like the Doritos, right? Like it might taste good, give you like immediate energy and it's gone really, really quick and then you're hungry and you're going to get more, right? right. So like all that stuff you have to like pile in really quick. So then I, uh, that's like, I personally did. I was like, okay, like, yeah, like, I've, I'm more of an extreme person anyway. So like I'm willing to eat things <laughs> you don't that say. people don't like, <laughs> but like just because it's like I'm eating it for purpose, not necessarily for the taste. Like you yeah. should still, eat things that you enjoy, of course. So it's sustainable. But like, if we don't have an end result in mind, we're not eating like for a purpose, like for general health or whatever it may be, then you're not, that's more, not more sustainable than anything else because we will stay like very and not exactly where we want to go. Cause it's not going to help you. Yeah. 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 Along those same lines, I think it's important um, to be really mindful 
about what you're eating because I think a lot of times stress is a factor or you know just there's that mindless eating um, and I think sometimes people can fall into that trap where you know whether it's stress or you know part of their daily habits is to sit down in front of the TV and just like snack on things and maybe it's not because they're hungry but it's just part of their um, their habit. Um, so to just be really mindful and think, you know, is this fuel for my body? How is this going to help my body function? Is it going to provide me the strength uh, with the strength that I need? Um, or is, am I just eating this because it's, uh, you know, I'm feeling stressed? And um, so just being really mindful about what it is that we're consuming and, and why. Is it because we're hungry or is it because it's part of a, a habit? Yeah. And, and guys don't go at this alone, you know, like it's, there's so much information out there and I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say necessarily that the information is wrong, but it's not personalized specifically to you. And that's really where a coach comes, comes in is helping you. Um, because we know about all of these different diets and plans and all these different things. And so, so really kind of, you know, uh, eliminate the, the noise because one diet's going to work for 20% of the population and you might not fall in that 20%. Mm -hmm. And so if, get, seek professional help, like find a coach that can lay out a plan for you and, and will work with you and will continue to tweak things because nobody can come in here and I can't, I can't meet with somebody and give them, here's the perfect plan for you. It doesn't work like that. It's an ongoing process and it takes time to, to really figure out. And so, um, you know, if it takes a professional, a lot of time and a lot of diagnostics, then it, then you probably are not going to be successful on your own. Now, I would hope that we know what if we're doing something good or something bad, um, like what we're putting in our mouth is good or bad. But my based on my experience and conversations with people like the lady that was, you know, 53% body fat that didn't eat that bad, it would tell me otherwise. Right. Right. And so you might be sitting there and going, nah, you know, my diet's not that bad. I don't really need that, that help or to take that action. Um, odds are that you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say also like, how about you saying it's very like individualized and like a lot of people stuff isn't personalized is that people do like struggle with joining a certain diet or whatever it is and like it didn't work for them but like it, most of it could have actually worked for them but it needed to be like some slight adjustments, things like that because I think like there's a ton of parallels with like the exercising and nutrition of course and like not that long ago i know somebody asked me like what's like the best like workout program and i like kind of like laughed and i told him i was like the one that works like that's what works because everybody functions on different things like it's whatever works best for you is what if that's the best one so it's the same thing with nutrition a lot of people like i could have something that's so vastly different from somebody else who like has equal like equitable results like they mm -hmm. look the same they feel healthy all mm -hmm. the great things like in you just have to really like dedicate a significant amount of time because the odds of just like, oh, I'm going to pick this like cut out form of dieting and eating and having it work perfectly is pretty low. Like it's going to take some time. Yeah. And there's going to be some general things that that work for everybody. But then there's going to be a lot of specific mm -hmm. variables that will only work for for certain people the same way as working out does. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Um, all right, guys, that is all we've got for you this week. But uh, like we said, if you need if you need help, um, go to our website, pulsefitnessaz.com. Um, apply for for a consultation to meet with us and we'll discuss we'll discuss all these things and we'll point you in the right direction
Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Healthy Living Scottsdale podcast. Do you have a question that you'd like for us to answer live on the podcast? If so, all you need to do is head over to the Apple Podcast app on your iPhone and do three simple things. First, leave us a rating and review telling me what you think of the podcast. In that review, ask anything you want related to health, fitness, or nutrition. And if you want a shout out, leave us your Instagram handle or name. That's all you have to do. Then listen to hear your questions answered live on the next Q&A episode.